Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and this week's guest is Courtney from The Old Mango, a home decor, garden, and interior design studio located in downtown Overland Park. Courtney left her nursing career of nearly 25 years to open her dream store. The Old Mango prides themselves on providing sustainable, ethical pieces to last a lifetime and to be shared throughout generations. Now here's Courtney to talk all about how she made her dreams become a reality. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Thank you again so much for doing this. You know, I came in for the first time with my boyfriend to your store. We were going to the Overland Park Farmer's Market and I noticed the sign, the old mango and had said to myself, I've never been there. And even my boyfriend said, I wonder what that is. And we walked in and just instantly fell in love with your store. We walked out with three pumpkins, which have proudly been on display on my dining room table since that would be mid-August. So fall started early in my household, but I was just so mesmerized by not only the products you have and what you're offering, but your story as well. You mentioned that you were in the medical field for over 20 years and made this career pivot. So I would just to start off, I would love to hear from you what that career change was like and why you wanted a career change. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. One awesome thing about opening the store has been getting to meet people like you and people that I probably never would have encountered, you know, while I was a nurse. So this has been really awesome. Let's see. I was a nurse for 24 years. I went to nursing school um, after I graduated. I loved women's health care. So I became a women's health care nurse. That's the only nursing I've ever done. So I started off in the NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit, um, and then switched to labor and delivery after that. So I got the honor of helping mothers bring their babies into the world. Um, so most of my nursing career was actually at Mizzou, um, which is near my hometown of Jefferson City. Um, I lived my adult life, mostly in Columbia, and then um, worked at Mizzou and it was wonderful. And then a few years back, I uh, got remarried and my husband and I decided to blend this huge family. So we have each have three kids. So six kiddos total. Never would have ever thought I would have had six kids. <laughs> But during that process, um, I moved here um, to Olathe in, in the Overland Park area. I uh, started work at Overland Park Regional um, on their labor and delivery unit, um, first as their educator and then as a manager um, and loved my time there. It was wonderful. But I did decide I wanted to go back into patient care and got a wonderful opportunity to work at the fetal health center. Uh, which is at Children's Mercy Hospital. So the last several years I was there at Children's Mercy, love it. And then we, and I've, I've always loved nursing, but it's hard work. It's ridiculously hard work, long hours. You have to take call a lot of the time, meaning you don't know if you're going to get called in, you know, a lot of times, and my kids were great. They, they were great at knowing that mom had to go take care of people if I missed a ball game or if I missed something at school. And so the pan, when the pandemic hit, I really think that that's when I started reevaluating things. I've always worked long hours. 
um, 24 years of, of 12 hour shifts um, had started to take in a toll. I was, I was tired. I would spend a lot of time on the weekends just um, resting and trying to recuperate from the crazy week. So the, the pandemic really did. It helped me kind of refocus, reevaluate. I worked through the pandemic. I didn't get to stay home and be with my kiddos. But um, during that time, it, it did, it just really made me kind of rethink. And we have older kids now. And I decided, you know what, I want to do something kind of wild and crazy. I never would have opened my own business before the pandemic. Uh, never. And the pandemic actually gave me the, you know, the, the courage to do that because you only live once um, and you might as well, you know, give it a try. The worst thing that could happen is it, it doesn't work out and you walk away and you do something else. So that's kind of what led me here. I had gone to design school back in 2000. I was already a nurse. I loved decorating. Uh, all my friends and family would say, you know, you're, you're pretty good at that. Um, will you help me? Um, so I did. I decided I wanted to expand my knowledge a little bit. Um, so I went back to school, did freelance design back in Columbia, um, worked part-time at a, at a store there, kind of helped them open their store, but never full-time. And so I thought, you know, this next phase of my life, let's do something for me, you know, something artistic, something that that kind of um, feeds my soul. So I decided to open the store and do design full-time. So that's, that's where we're at now. We opened in March. Um, I set my expectations really, really low thinking, you know, we're coming out of a pandemic. We're still not quite all the way there, but I didn't really know what to expect, but it, we kind of hit the ground running our opening day. We opened the doors and had a line starting to form outside the doors, which was unreal. I had no idea um, that people were going to be waiting in line. I was just hoping 10 people would come that day. So our opening day was just amazing. And every day since then has just, has been great. The community has been so supportive. Um, all of our friends and family have been supportive. That's so great. I think the silver lining for a lot of people out of the pandemic was sort of this realization of reevaluating certain situations and for certain individuals looking at whatever their situation was and saying, I don't want to do this. I'm not happy doing this. You know, who knows what is going to happen and, and being in such unknown times and no one knowing when it was going to end and how long we were going to be in shutdown or anything like that. I think a lot of people, I think that will resonate with a lot of people because no matter what industry people are in, there were so many people who were saying, I am faced yeah. with this thing I've never been faced with before and something has to change. You know what you said on your first day, you had a line out the door. How were you marketing yourself in the beginning? How did you get the word out that you were opening a store? Yeah, well, so being a nurse, I had no background in any marketing um, or anything like that. I had gotten off social media because I was just needing a break after I left the hospital and I just needed to to kind of be at home and um, just reevaluate everything. So, um, but I knew that I would have to start marketing on social media and getting back out there again, which for me is kind of uncomfortable. I'm someone who doesn't really like to, to like show videos or, you know, do things like that. And I did, I, I did some online classes and um, read some different blogs about starting your own business, uh, which was helpful, but I knew social media would probably be my best friend when it came to marketing. Um, and we were also very, I don't know if it was really strategic as much as it was, I just really wanted to be in downtown Overland Park near the farmer's market. Like that was the vibe that that I, I felt good about. And that's really where I wanted to be. Really being so close to the farmer's market, I think 
has been um, marketing for our business because um, we're so close people will drive by or they'll walk by and, and think what is the old mango is that a restaurant like what is that and so we get a lot of foot traffic that way word of mouth has been huge um, you know people coming in and telling their friends and um, telling their family uh, but definitely social media I started marketing there before we opened and kind of rallied my troops my friends you know family um, former patients who I become friends with, you know, and um, everyone was so great and supportive. They got the word out and here we are. <laughs> In the beginning, when you were starting, where were you finding your inventory? Did you already have an idea of what you wanted to carry some vendors or how were you getting the products that you carry at the Old Mango? It was really important to me to have, for one, quality products. Um, also price points that anyone who walked through my door could afford something in the store. Sometimes quality can be expensive, but it doesn't have to be all the time. So I really wanted to focus more kind of mid-range with some higher end items. Helping open that store back in Columbia over 20 years ago, I, I learned a lot. And so I kind of just went back to, to what I remembered about market and going to mark the Dallas market. Um, but here we were in the middle of a pandemic. So you couldn't go to market. Everything was online. Um, so I did. I went to a market that was kind of a virtual market. Um, my experience was the Dallas market. That, that's where I have always gone. And so I felt comfortable um, going back to, to that Dallas market. I also, I love home decor and I love decorating and doing freelance. I had an idea of certain companies that I did want to work with. Ones that are staples that are, are great quality, um, you know, that you can trust. I like companies who try to produce in the United States. Or if, if they are out of the U.S., um, you know, they, they're, they're using factories or, or maybe buying their own factory that is um, fair trade. Those are, those are things that are really important to me. But anyway, so I got online and I just did a lot of research, but I did have to start ordering really early because of the shipping issues. Um, the supply chain issues. It was weird because you you apply to be able to represent their company and they want to see your storefront and they want to know where you're going to be located. And I still wasn't sure at that time. We bought products. Um, it would take a while for it to come in, but then it would be shipped to our home. Um, so at, at one point, our entire basement was completely taken over with product, our garage. We also, I, my husband and I are both really big into antiques and vintage. So he likes to help me, you know, strip furniture. And, um, and so we did a lot of that before the store opened as well. Um, we love going to flea markets and antique shows. So we, we do, we just source from everywhere. And I did, I, I looked a lot on social media for local artists that um, I felt like I could connect with. Um, or product, or they were making products that I fell in love with. So it's been pretty cool. I've, I've gotten to know quite a few people all over the country that I may not have met before all of this. And I either met them through market or just randomly when I was looking for different products. So it's been really cool. And I know when we met, we were talking about shipping issues and <sighs> I'm in logistics. And so <laughs> Not that I personally am handling anything furniture or decor wise, but understand the struggles that come with ordering things far in advance, expecting certain delivery dates and that expectation not being met. And it's sort yeah. of an unfortunate uh, occurrence that's still that's still happening and sort of is having a domino effect. I know you were mentioning a particular item, a couch when I was there <laughs> yeah. that you were waiting 
Uh, has the couch arrived? It hasn't. And you know what? It is what it is. Um, if that's the worst problem I have, you know, then I'm doing just fine. I think coming from healthcare um, and seeing real, real life issues and um, death and dying and those types of things, it really puts into perspective that it just is what it is. Um, no one's going to die over a sofa. It's not a big deal. Um, we just, you know, learn to be flexible and, and kind of wait for things. And I actually, I think it's probably good that, that we've all had to do that. Um, sometimes things are so quickly at our fingertips and we want immediate gratification. And so I think it's been good, at least for my kiddos, that um, maybe things don't come as quickly as they once did and they have to wait. And, you know, that's that's not a bad thing to learn. But yeah, this, the shipping issues are still real. I do feel like they're, or at least my experience, they've gotten better um, a little bit. But uh, big pieces of furniture, custom furniture, that kind of thing is really taking quite a bit of time. And that's okay. It just makes it worth it once it does finally arrive so it's kind of sad though there was a sofa that we waited for from before we opened I shouldn't say it was sad but um, we were pushing the sofa out on the floor and it sold it just like that just while we were pushing it out so it was kind of funny it was it was um, a customer who comes in all the time and I just adore her she's awesome so I was glad that it was going to her but it was sad that I didn't get to really spend any time <laughs> looking at the sofa but it was it was pretty surreal it was pretty fun to, to experience that. Aside from shipping delays, what are some other struggles that you have to deal with being a business owner? There's so, so many that I'm learning <laughs> um, just because I'm not someone who has a business degree or has ever run a business before. Um, so every day I feel like I learn something new about owning your own business. You know, outside of the, the shipping delays, one of the, the things that was a struggle for us was actually finding a commercial property that was affordable and that we were able to get in in a timely manner. Um, so that was a real learning curve dealing with that kind of commercial part of things. So um, I feel like now I can give some really good advice to people who are starting off um, as small business owners looking for commercial property. Uh, this property actually kind of fell into our lap. Um, we were driving by one day and noticed they were moving out and it just happened the way it was supposed to. So that was pretty cool. And we, after months and months of looking, all of a sudden this just, you know, happened. So I'm learning a lot about accounting uh, and that kind of thing. Um, and I don't like it at all. It's just not not what I really want to do. So my husband helps a lot with that um, when he can, you know, on the weekends. And right now, this is a great problem to have, but we've grown so quickly and we've been busy enough that we actually need to hire for some holiday help. And that was just not something we expected at all. We, we really thought we'd get, we'd kind of get through the first year um, and reevaluate uh, needing to hire later down the road. So that's, it's been a challenge. Um, I am, I'm, I feel like I'm wearing all the hats right now. And so I, I feel like I'm not doing any of them great. Uh, my family reassures me that, that I'm, I'm doing all right. <laughs> so, but learning how to now delegate some of those things that maybe I could, you know, delegate some social media or delegate maybe cleaning and unpacking and those kinds of things so I can spend more time doing design um, and working on those projects so that I'm not staying up late working on projects. And But those are all great problems to have as a new business owner. So I, I'm not complaining at all. It's just kind of surreal that we're already there and need to hire. 
As someone who operates acting as if there's 40 plus hours in a day, I understand feeling like mm-hmm. you always need more time. And anyone who knows me on a really personal level will know that I plan my days truly as if the day will never end. Yeah. And sometimes I'll look at my calendar and I'm like, who, who put this here? How did this get here? And then my boyfriend will be like, you did. You somehow <laughs> right. thought that you could accomplish all yeah. of this in one day. And he's like, I respect that you think that this is doable <laughs> for one person, but it's not. And I, I'm like, yes, you're right. I, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I'm some, I'm someone who bites off. Oh, I shouldn't say more than I can chew because I, I always get it done, but I tend to, um, overextend myself frequently. I thought I was getting better at that as I've gotten older, but now with new business and, you know, just, just wanting to, um, be a part of the community. I feel like I've kind of returned to those old ways of overextending myself, but, but it's all good. So yeah. I'm the same. You mentioned gearing up for holiday season. How far in advance are you having to purchase products to have for the holidays? So this, this was new to me that I I didn't experience this before when I helped open um, the store in Columbia, you could order and have product fairly quickly back then. Um, But with the shipping issues, I had to order for the holiday before we even opened. So we, we opened in March and I don't exactly remember because that, that was such a whirlwind during that time, but I had to order for holiday before we opened. So it was so crazy to be trying to order spring and summer and get all of that move into a store. And at some point I had to sit down for a couple of days and um, work through ordering for the fall and Christmas season. So I actually have this process where I'm a visual person. So I I like to um, print pictures of things and kind of hang them up on the wall and make like a a collage or make a mood board on Pinterest or um, on the computer of all the products so that I can can kind of play with them all and move them around um, and see what works together. Um, So that takes a little bit of time and I'm really picky with the products that I I choose. I I want great quality. And I think being picky is a great thing, but so yeah, it it took a, it took a lot of time and we had to order fairly early. It's funny because all of my fall stuff, I still am getting a little bit at a time, but most of my Christmas stuff is already here. We just haven't, you know, brought it out yet. So, so that's a new thing for me having to order that much ahead right now we're ordering for spring and summer. So that's hard when you're just wanting to live in the moment and enjoy the fall season and then enjoy the holidays. It's kind of hard to, to get your, your mind, you know, to shift into a, a different season and really think about what you want to do and what you want to bring to your store, you know, six months down the road. Yeah, absolutely. And given how hot our summer has been, I think everyone has been oh. just craving like sweater weather and yes. <laughs> just chilly temperatures yes. and doing all the fall things. And so I imagine, yeah, it's hard to look that far mm-hmm. in advance, especially when you're so excited for the current season and, you know, the holidays haven't yeah. even really come around and then to already think, okay, what's going to be trendy next yeah. year or what are people going to want next year, I'm, I imagine is difficult. 
It is. I, I also, so I, I don't love trendy, trendy. I, I try to, it's just not me. And so that is one, one benefit is I do, I do look at things. I look and see what kind of colors they're predicting and that kind of thing, but I really just buy what represents me. And it's not always, you know, what, what is currently trending. Um, that's the thing with trends. They, they come in, they go out. So I definitely look more for pieces that are going to last a lifetime. I, I'm getting more sentimental as I get older too. And so I love the idea of pieces being passed down, you know, to my kids and my grandchildren. My kids right now probably have no idea that one day they will maybe want <laughs> some of the things in our home. I remember feeling that way. And then there came a point in my life where those things were treasures. And I, I loved, and I was so glad that I had my grandma's salt and pepper shakers or, you know, a furniture piece from my mom or my dad. So I do, I try to avoid getting too trendy in the shop and thinking more long-term and classic um, and what maybe will work from season to season. Uh, one thing I did for fall and Christmas is I really tried to buy things that flow nicely between the two. Yes, I mean, I've got pumpkins. You have to have pumpkins for fall. But I, I also like the base of my fall decor can definitely go into Christmas and can kind of merge together. And I think that's important because I feel like fall happens so quickly and I hate to get fall decor out and then put it away. So that was one thing I really focused on this year was allowing all that to merge and to be able to be used for long periods of time. My family is the same way in terms of mentality of having things to be passed down. I have things that were my grandma's. There's actually a couple of things that my sister and I have that were our great grandma's and our great great grandma's. So that idea of sentimental things that have longevity in their life and are able to pass down uh, hold a special place to me because I I and really, really relate to that. But for someone who is coming in and maybe is trying to revamp their home or kind of get into decorating their home, what are some classic pieces that you feel like a home needs? You know, things that aren't trendy, but something that every home really helps make it feel like home. Yeah, definitely. So if we're talking about like your living room or your family room, I think starting with um, a neutral sofa, um, one that can can go with you throughout the seasons. Um, and then you can layer pillows or you can layer color or you can layer um, holiday decor in. But having a really good neutral palette, I think, is important. I do love huge pops of color, too. I love those vibrant sofas and that kind of thing. But um, for someone who's just starting out, sometimes starting um, more neutral with your sofas is, is a great thing. Um, so I, I definitely feel like that's kind of your one of your staple items. Pillows are huge. Like that's probably my favorite decor ever because you can swap it in and out. Um, it's an easy way to completely change the tone of the room from from holiday to holiday or season to season. Um, and they you can put them away and store them and bring them back out. And it's like, you know, a whole different space. So um, investing in some some different pillows um, can really help bring together the color palette that you're wanting to incorporate into the room as well. I love wood pieces. Um, I love mixing wood tones. Um, so like a great coffee table that maybe is an antique or that has been in your family that you can refinish or even if you're 
someone who can't refinish it, you can give it new life by just bringing it into your home and, you know, putting decor on it. I think those are, are all important pieces. I also encourage people to do what makes them happy and do what feels good to them. So if their grandma's armoire is a huge part of, of what they want to bring into the space, um, working around that, um, if it's, if it's that piece that you love, you know, wall color is huge too. And it's a really inexpensive way to, um, make your space more personalized, um, and to, to feel good. So bringing in, you know, different, different tones through wall color is important. Or if you're someone who loves white walls, that's great too. It gives you kind of that clean palette to bring other things in, um, to work with. So, but I, I think I'm, I'm huge on textiles. I love the, the texture of pillows and blankets and those kinds of things and what that brings into a space for bedroom. I definitely think, um, you know, like your bed, um, is kind of your, your main focus. And it may not be that you have like a huge headboard. Maybe you don't have a headboard at all, but maybe you dress up your bed with beautiful linens and um, different textiles in your bedroom um, to make it feel cozy and to make it feel relaxed and, and that kind of thing. So when I first started decorating my home, even before I went to school, I remember just being obsessed with pillows. So that's probably one thing that um, you'll notice when you walk in the store, there's pillows everywhere just because it's a, it's a great staple piece, um, you know, to bring into any space. So <laughs> yeah, my mom always loved pillows. There's sort of a joke with my siblings and I of <laughs> at one point, I think my bed had like 20 plus decorative pillows. And it was always something my mom would have a vision, even like I had the inside of a coat, I outgrew a coat and my mom took it to a seamstress or someone a pillow mm -hmm. maker, I suppose, <laughs> and used the interior of a jacket that I had to create decorative pillows. And she was really great about being able to look at something and not just see it for what it was, but being able to see the potential in it. And I think that's what's so fun about home decor in general is the personalization of it and being able to find your own voice. And sometimes it's hard to look at other people's home and you say, oh my gosh, I want that. But then when it comes to decorating your own style, your own home and bringing out your own personality, that person's style might not match your own because it's their personality, not your own. And I, I love home decor. I'm always looking at things and just trying to say, okay, that goes with this and, you know, making a mental mood board, I suppose. But it is one of the things that I personally love about home decor is just how different every everyone's home looks and different styles because everyone has a different personality and, and different things that they want to pop or, you know, is it a colorful sofa or is it the pillows? Is it the table or the art on the wall? So I just, I always love looking at the way that people design and then getting inspiration from that as well. I do too. I, I love going in houses that I've never been in before or going on um, home tours before COVID. You know, there, there were home tours where you could go and see all these beautiful homes and how they were decorated. And that's some of my, my favorite things to do or go on a Sunday drive and just drive around and see beautiful homes and what they've done with the exterior, with their landscaping. But yeah, I, I do. I, I also think it's important, especially for people starting out, um, sometimes they worry too much about rule, rules of decorating or 
their design. And I just, I really don't think you have to go by those rules. You know, some of them are there and, and make sense, but it doesn't mean you have to go by them. As long as it feels good to you and it's representative of you and you love it, I think that's all that really matters. Um, and that's the thing you want, you want your home to be your sanctuary, your place where you come um, and you feel at peace or you feel like you can, you know, just be. And so it's important to, to do what you want to do. And even if for those who, who feel like they can't decorate or they feel like they don't even know where to begin, sometimes just allowing um, someone to kind of give you some, some um, advice, or maybe you should start with one room instead of looking at the entire home. Or maybe it's that you, you start to just look at one, one simple item instead of looking at the entire room, because that's sometimes too much for, for people. Are there any rooms in particular that are your absolute favorite to decorate? Probably the living room or the family room. I, I, there's so many. I love every room. I mean, there's for different reasons. We recently just redid our master bathroom a couple of years ago, and that was a blast getting to redesign our master bathroom because that was kind of the last room of the home that that we redid. Um, we remodeled most of the house, and that was the last you know piece. So bathrooms are fun for me too because I, I like doing things that are unexpected. Like my vanity, for instance, was not a vanity, and we turned it into a vanity. Um, because you can turn most pieces of furniture, you know, into something else, or you can reuse or repurpose things. So I do like doing um, unexpected things as well. Honestly, I think I just, I, I just love decorating. So but the living room would have to be probably my favorite because I feel like that's kind of the hub of the home. That's where the where families sit around and watch, have movie night um, and congregate. Um, so I think that's probably my favorite. Kind of feels like the heart of the home. Yeah. And so when you are not running your business, you have six kids with your husband. And so what does life look like for you in, in Kansas City? It's madness. <laughs> we, our kids are, are really busy. Um, so we, we have adult children. We have kids in college high school, middle school, we were, we have a, a lot of kiddos because we're blended. There's six total. So I feel like we're at ball games quite a bit. There's a lot of kind of running kids around to practices and that kind of thing. Probably what, what brings me joy outside of being with my family and my kids is um, I love plants. So I don't know when you were here, if the garden section was open, I think I had kind of brought out fall and put a lot of the garden away, but in the spring and summer, there's a huge garden section in the store because it's just one of my passions. I, I'm a plant mom. I love it. Half the, of the plants in my home have names, which is kind of crazy. But over the years, I feel like I've really learned how to take care of plants and, and I have some beautiful ones at home. So that's something I really love to do. And being a plant mom, I have a lot of respect for you. I do not have a green thumb whatsoever. I wish I did, but I have unsuccessfully handled numerous plants. There's a lot of trial and error. I, I learned the hard way. Um, I killed a lot of plants <laughs> in the beginning and I actually kind of gave up on it for a while. And then several years ago, I really, really started wanting to, to have more plants in the home and to bring out the outdoor in. But I do, I, we still have some plants in the shop right now because um, I think it's important to have them all year round. But I, I did stop buying for the holiday season and then I'm excited to, to buy again in spring and reopen that garden part of the shop. And I feel like it has maybe through COVID as well become such a big thing because it's something to just further make your home feel comfortable if plants is what you're into. And so I 
think another thing that came out of COVID was people not only reevaluating just their job situation or any sort of life situation, but was looking at their homes and saying, okay, I have to be in this space or this is, it's not just my house, it's my home, or it's not just my apartment, it's my home. How can I make it feel like a space that I want to be in? And I think through that, a lot of people picked up gardening and sense or planting, <laughs> whatever the proper term is for it, because it was life that they were bringing into their home. It was something that helped made their space feel more lively and more comfortable for them. It is. It's a great thing to decorate with. Um, Plants bring color. They bring texture, which is huge. It it helps with our air quality and, you know, what we're breathing in in our home. Um, So they, their purpose is definitely there. And um, I think a lot of people have started embracing, you know, indoor plants a lot more than they used to. So I liked plants before it was cool, but um, (laughs) but I also killed them during that time. So now I've, I've learned how to care for them a little better. So if you could change anything about Kansas City, what would you change? I do wish like all of these smaller areas uh, like Overland Park and just all the different surrounding areas. I think I need to do a better job of exploring those. So I wish maybe there was kind of a central place where you could find out exactly what's going on in all the areas on that day, which I know there there's probably on, you know, on Instagram and there's, there's probably calendars out there, but it's, I haven't really found one that incorporates all the areas. I consider Kansas City my home. I mean, it's not, you know, it is. It's not that far away, but I do. I love it. I love the the, the vibe that we get on game days or um, Red Fridays and the sense of community, especially where I'm at right now in Overland Park. The sense of community is so great down here. But I, I don't think I can think of any one thing that I would change. I love the Kansas City area. I don't think I would want to live anywhere else right now. I love the Midwest. I love our seasons. There is something really special about Kansas City during football season. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not a football fan per se, which I'm a huge football fan, but for those who are not, I still think there's something to be said about the way that the city comes together and businesses that carry like chiefs themed items or even just red, whatever, you know, coffee shops doing like a red latte or like anything like that. And then just to see, you know, the plaza putting chiefs jerseys on all the statues there. I just think this time of year for many reasons, is just one of my favorites. And then as as you mentioned, just a one-stop shop of knowing everything going on in the city, it is hard, which, you know, on the positive end of it really shows that we have so much going on here. It's a good problem to have because there's so much going on, but it's also hard because sometimes something will happen. And two days later, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't even know that was going on. I totally would have gone myself or even posted about it. And then um, that happens to me more times than not. And I feel like I'm already running around every weekend going to all the things. So I would like to branch out more. I do try to get out everywhere. That's that's something when I first moved here, it was so much fun exploring Kansas City and all the areas around Kansas City. You mentioned, you know, we talked about holidays are coming up and your store is slowly getting stuff ready for the holidays. So what are some items that listeners can look forward to or find at your store in, in the upcoming months? Yeah. So right now we've got um, some of our fallout and, and you'll, you'll notice like 
my fall is a little, it's not as traditional. There, there's pumpkins and things, but um, there's also items that, like I said, can flow into to the Christmas holiday season. I right now have some wreaths that I made. I love making wreaths. So it's important for me to, to, to make things for the shop as well, not just you know, buy things. And um, I love making them and having them in the shop. Um, so we'll have a lot of fall wreaths and um, Christmas wreaths as well. I'm right now getting ready to, to plan. I don't have a date yet, but uh, when we're going to have a, a wreath making class, there's so many people out there that feel intimidated by that. And I'm like, oh no, you can totally do it. So we're going to do a wreath making class here at the shop. For the holidays, I'll have lots of greenery, um, both live, I should say fresh, freshly cut, um, but we'll also have have um, faux greenery as well. There's so much coming. Some personal items. Um, I had um, a group of customers that were asking me where I got my collected thoughts. Um, so what it is, is it's a, a set of 50 um, beautiful, like inspirational thoughts. And right now I have them hanging on the wall here in the shop. And customers were constantly asking me where I got them and, or if I could get them and have them in the shop. So I did, I was able to reach out to the company and um, we have those right now. And so far, everybody's just loving them. It's a great way. It's a great gift to give someone to um, something that's inspirational and, um, or even just giving someone um, one card, you know, if they're having um, a hard time or they're going through something, you can give them one card to kind of help pick them up. Yeah, that's great. You carry so many things, not just home decor, but gifts as well. So for anyone, you kind of like a one-stop shop for, for their shopping needs. And for listeners who are interested in taking those classes, and you said you don't have a date yet, but where would they be able to find information when a date is released? Definitely. So right now um, we, I'm putting them on the website. Um, so our website is theoldmango.com. Um, and then I'm posting them on Instagram and Facebook. And then also in the store, I usually will have things posted um, in, in the shop. Uh, we recently did a charcuterie class that was a huge hit and it was a blast. We had such a good time. Um, so yeah, we'll have wreath making. Um, we're going to do cookie decorating. I have so many ideas, so many that I don't even know where to begin, <laughs> but we'll be posting those really soon. I should have um, October and November's classes coming out uh, really soon once we get all that kind of uh, secured up and I know the dates for sure. I do. I actually just want to tell everybody that's out there who's been to the shop. Thank you for coming and supporting us. Um, it's it's great to just meet people um, and to get to hear other people's stories. The old mango has been something that's been 20 years in the making for me. Um, for 20 years, I've wanted to open my own store. I never would have done it before. I never would have had the courage. So it's still very surreal. Here we are six months later, and I still can't believe I own a store. And then I'm, you know, people are trusting me to, to help them um, with their home decor needs and their interior design. And it's just been super special. It's something that my husband and I both kind of a, a family business. Um, and it's something that's very special to us. So we hope everybody will just come by not to buy anything, but just to come by and meet us, especially during the holidays, um, just come by and, and kind of peek around the shop. And hopefully it can be a place of inspiration for other people um, walking in and hopefully it'll smell really good <laughs> and be, you know, be a place of inspiration. I, I have some people who come and just hang out um, and who want to sit at the um, table and maybe they work on their computer for a little bit and we chit chat. But yeah, the, the, the old mango is lots of things. Um, definitely home decor, garden, um, but it's also a place too of just community, um, which has been the biggest blessing of all. So we look forward to meeting everybody.
Yeah. And I just want to thank you so much again for sharing your story. And I congratulate you as well for being able to follow your dreams and make a massive career change after 25 years and being able to start something that you have always wanted to do and just the success you guys have had as well. You know, you said you've been open for six months and people talking about you guys and knowing about you guys and just, I'm so excited for you and just the support that the community has given you. And I look forward to be a continued customer as well because I just love what, what you're carrying there. And I, it just gets me so excited to like come in and I'm like, okay, what does my house need? <laughs> what surface can I put something on? <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. I love to shop too. So obviously my husband says I can't bring anything home yet though. I, since we just opened, but I get to be around it all day. So, it, and say. this is my home, you know, this is my second home or actually it may be my first home right now. I'm here more than I am, you know, my other home. Um, but it is, it's just, and this store represents me and what I love. If something comes in and it's not the quality or it's not something that I thought I was getting. Um, I don't put it out because it, you know, it definitely needs to represent me and, and be um, something that I will put my stamp on. So, but I appreciate you having me on. This has been awesome. It was a joy to meet you when you came in that day. And I look forward to yeah. seeing you in the future. Be sure to follow Courtney and her store on Instagram. Their handle is the.old.mango. And be sure to follow along on their website as well for all of their upcoming classes. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram at Casey by Sari. And we'll see you next week. Ooh, hey, hey, Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Hey, Kansas City's best. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential.